0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Uh, welcome
1: back to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host Adam, and I am finally joined in studio by your favorite co-hoster and mass singer aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher welcome back mr Boucher uh, how oh are my you Oh,
0: God I, I when I walked in your your door tonight the first thing I said was so nice to see somebody that's not in my family <laughs> uh, and it's it's so it's so true like I, I haven't uh, literally I've seen you know the whole steady ten thing It's like my mom my dad uh, you know my sister my brother-in-law and my my three nephews and like you know that's all the only people I've seen yeah uh, you know in like Jesus Christ uh, since when late early January uh so it's it's crazy like it's uh it's you know I, I see probably you know 50 people during a day at work but it's just not the same these are complete strangers and yeah this is just completely different uh so yeah it's finally nice to be able to get out there and uh you know see you and, and see Layla and hopefully I don't know see more people <laughs> in the next next couple of weeks
1: us. Yes, it's uh it's basically Groundhog Day. You just continue to see the same people over and over and do the same thing. Um, what have you done in the past two weeks? I was I was skating this past weekend.
0: Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I went skating for like the first time, and I, I swear to God, it feels like it's been fifteen years. Um, I think the last time I went skating was was on Lake Louise in like two thousand eight. Wow! Uh, and unless. You know that's just the last time I remember because it's you know when you go skating on Lake Louise you can't really forget. you don't forget about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But literally I can't from that moment until you know Sunday I can't remember be ever being on skates. Uh, it was uh, it was a struggle. Uh, I probably my skates are too big. That's probably why. <laughs> uh, but I was I was off of them within fifteen minutes. They just hurt my feet yeah. like so bad. And no, uh, the little one was uh, you know she got a pair of skates too and. Uh, it was only the second time she's ever been on skates and you know uh, it was last year you know before one of the one of the games at the Avenir Center we took her on the on the oval Um, and you know I had to kind of glide her along and Mm -hmm. but this time you know I I didn't even have to hold her up or anything she was going on her own and you know falling down and um, you know her she likes to you know she's only five and the the big word that she's been using a lot lately lately is perseverance uh i don't know how or where (laughs) she got the word from but i just told her i said you gotta persevere and uh so you know she just you know every time she fell she got right back up and she had a good time so uh, so hopefully she can uh you know pick it up and start uh (laughs) jesus probably skate faster than me in about a couple months
1: yeah it's (laughs) so you're a little sore the next day or no Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. shins
0: are, are still a little sore. <laughs> uh, I get the shin, they're called shin splints. Yes. And uh, literally, just you just want to like limp every time you take a step, but you have to just get through the pain. Uh, other than that, you know, um, little one lost her first tooth today. Oh. Yeah. What's uh, the
1: going rate now from the two? Oh, I guess uh, we won't know until yeah, next show because it'll be The tooth fairy will have to make an appearance tonight. I think the going rate's like five bucks, something like that. I know it was quarters and maybe loony. Uh, I think it was a toonie when Haley lost her first back in,
0: 2000, you know, four, five, six, whatever. I had somebody tell me it's worth twenty bucks now. No, nope. I was like, okay, uh, you talk about inflation from. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I know everything in life's going up, yeah. but I didn't know the tooth fairy went up yeah, either. My, my sister's kids—they're at five bucks,
1: and I'm like, that's, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. I can I can work with that. Um, depends how many tears you get. No, I think Haley was, tooth, a toonie or four bucks or something like that. Like, which isn't
0: too bad, but. I mean, we were getting quarters. Oh, my God. I know. A pack, <laughs> pack of gum and a quarter, and you yeah. thought you are the richest you know, richest yeah. guy in the block. But, no, there's been a lot. Uh, you know, there's been that. There's been, uh, you know, uh, she passed her swimming lessons. Uh, life's been crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, just trying to hopefully eventually, you know, get, get back to what the meaning of this show is, and that's talking about hockey. And so far, it's, you know, the past couple of months has just been the, Hockeyless Hockey podcast, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> been a uh, grind, you know, just trying to find stuff to talk about, and yeah. you know things look up though, uh, things are looking up, and uh, yeah, just just glad to be back.
1: Yeah, uh, we don't have nearly the exciting life that you do. Um, for the first month of, I mean, we were in quarantine because Layla went on Ontario, like I said, when you were on the phone, and then uh, started watching Wandavision, got three episodes in, was very confused, so had to watch them all, so twenty one movies in ten days um now it's the scotties so it's curling on three games a week or three games a night every night so um it's been a lot of tv watching and trying to figure out things of you know to talk about here and you know just trying to get through day by day
0: i told you to watch superstore are you still watching superstore no, I kind of stopped that one
1: uh, when we got into the movies. I was watching that when she
0: was gone. We'll get back into that one because I st- the tweet I sent about a month ago. I stand by that. It is yeah. funnier than The Office, uh, and uh, I'm sure I'll get I'll take some heat. I already took some heat on my tweet from a month ago, but it is in fact funnier than The Office. Yeah, I think I was seven episodes in, and yeah. it's it's quite funny. Yeah, I, I'm on season season five right now, so we're 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 pretty much caught up because season six is on TV right now. Nice. So if you haven't watched Superstore, watch Superstore. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix.
1: Everything's on Netflix. Amazing I think. show. Um, Hell's Kitchen caught up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I,
1: figured, I figured you would. Uh, what else do you What else do you do? Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, two weeks ago, Josh was sent home on his birthday. Uh, you can just kind of see it coming. Uh, Cyan, I thought I didn't think she'd go last week, but she had a tough time uh, in the kitchen with the salmon, which was her downfall. She was eliminated. So we got five for each team now. Um, I still like Declan for team blue. Uh, Lauren was one of my earlier picks, but I, she, I think she's just hanging on. Like she's just mm. been able to last a week in dinner service, do enough to get by. And then, but I don't think she's, I don't think she's long for two or three more episodes.
0: Yeah. I think she's gone this week to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, she's, uh, her time is, uh, you know, her time's, time's coming to an end. Uh, you know, she had her fun in the, in the, in the hot tub last week. Yeah. And, uh, you that know, surfing that, thing look cool though. Oh, well, yeah. I would yeah, like to try that. I would definitely definitely go that and probably break a neck and <laughs> yeah. a couple legs, but Your still it keeps uh, looks uh, look really fun. Yeah, I would definitely try that. Um what else are we up to? Uh Big Brother Canada starts next yeah, you're Wednesday. Big Brother Canada. Yeah, Big Brother Canada starts next Which, Wednesday.
1: If that's not the perfect show for quarantine oh, it's during amazing. COVID yeah. like Take
0: a test. Take a test. You're in the house. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's. Uh, some, I'm excited for that. And then, uh, of course, do you have any names that? No, like you don't no, know yet. We're, we're still. We've still yet to have someone from Moncton on the show. Um, How have you not been on that show? I've. Have you applied? A couple times, yeah. just never got interviews or anything like that. Um. Maybe but now the that you're older, have a the older you get uh yeah the less of a chance you get to be on the show but now you have a celebrity profile right like <laughs> you're kind of a big deal profile <laughs> yeah uh what is it podcast <laughs> co-host sports core and tv <laughs> yeah. appearance yeah. one and uh, how many people in this town can say that yeah not a lot actually Makes, yeah. yeah so um but yeah and uh mass singer mass singer yeah. we're gonna have
1: mass singer before we have wildcats hockey i think um, we're already up to the WHL. We'll be back before the Wildcats will be back. Which, who thought that come Christmas time uh, as the WHL gets going this Friday. Uh, March 10th, Mass Singer. No, no Nick Cannon for the first few episodes. Nisi Nash will be the guest co-host as Nick Cannon had the COVID. Um, we've seen, well you had the tweets, you, Grandpa Monster and Chameleon. And then I found uh, a few more. A black swan, a piglet, a porcupine, and a phoenix. So that's five of I think there's ten of them. So in um, reading that, Golden Ear will be back. All the all the main guests, the main four will be back. Um, so they got that Golden Ear where they each get to guess right early yeah.
0: on. Uh, I'm still waiting for one of these uh, one of these seasons for Andy Samberg because you know Lonely Island he's got the voice. Yeah. Um, you know he's in a he's he makes the occasional SNL appearance. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, there's so many clues that you can get for this guy uh, and your girlfriend, uh, Anna, uh, yeah, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Uh, she's she's uh, I don't know. You just I just don't think you could have a season of Mass Singer without having an Andy Sandberg or an Anna Kendrick on the show. Yeah. Uh, and I just think you know those those two would have such a recognizable voice for me. Uh, so i I'm, I'm waiting. I'm hoping this is the season, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I, I would know those two right off the bat.
1: I'll take the uh the quick shot with the way too obvious prediction that Black Swan will be Mila Kunitz, seeing as she was in that movie with Natalie Portman that's a way too early prediction but um hopefully we get yeah hopefully we get some more singer singers I think with Leanne Rimes winning last year it'll become more of a uh mm-hmm. former singers or even current singers that want to be on the show mixed in with some um celebrities and just fun guests like the Gronkowski's and the Antonio Browns right. and yeah. uh Mass Dancer ended. Did you catch any I didn't watch a single episode of that I didn't, I didn't either. Apparently uh oh I think it was Gabby Douglas. Oh she the Olympian? Was the winner, yeah. Okay.
0: No, I didn't watch a single episode of that. Uh, I'm not, uh I, I don't know dancers or what, but you know I, you could probably put me on the stage and you know I'd probably break a groin. <laughs> I, break
1: just, a groin I, not even tear it just break well, it right I, off you know it's just I, right I, don't,
0: I don't even know right it's you just <laughs> what's the term for that tear groin, tear groin okay yeah. well whatever break no, a I groin like, the, break a
1: groin for for us to try and get out there and dance we're going to break that thing right off so uh i just like quickly looked it up yeah gabby douglas uh was the winner uh she beat out uh dancing with the stars pro maxim ski I, yeah, he's one of the you, you know him to see him from uh from Dancing with the Stars, but he he finished second, so um hopefully they don't bring that back. I think they just tried to capitalize on it in quarantine and yeah. I I watched maybe three minutes total when it was just on in between flipping shows. But uh yeah, we'll we'll keep you up to date with Mass Singer as much as we can and where you can follow that is on Twitter at Monkton Wildcast and on Instagram at Wildcast Podcast. Our quick question for today, uh, our final preseason preview show with uh, Mr. Waugh from Surlerate to Junior. Uh, we all took Jacob Pelche as the MVP. Uh, I probably butchered that, but whatever. I'm getting yeah, better. Was right. He'll laugh, it and was that's, all right. that's all that matters. Um, we all took Jacob Pelche as the MVP. You know, the way the Islanders are playing, and we're going to get into them in a little bit, uh, is Colton Ellis now in the MVP conversation. It's always tough for a goaltender to get the MVP, um, but he's – was he 15 and one 15 and one five shutouts 1.2 goals against that 1.82 um you can say the competition that they're playing right now they're only playing the same two teams Mm -hmm. um but he's does he get into the mvp conversation
0: i think you i think you kind of said it the best you know Yeah. The Islanders nothing against the Islanders. I picked them to win the Q this year. I think we all did. Um, well. No, I picked uh, the Voltageur, but we all picked them to get to the final. Yeah. They are just they are taking advantage of the competition. They're still a very good team. Yep. Uh, but I mean for the past 2 weeks and for the God knows how long in the future, they're going to be playing against the the uh, the Eagles and the Mooseheads. Uh and that's they're just they're you know the DeRozas, the Casey's, the Cormiers, the Budgels—they're going to just take advantage of the competition and they're going to pad their stats. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Colton Ellis. Um, for me, right now, if there's an MVP of the league, you know I, I don't. Jacob Pelche—I I can't even see him on the on the leaderboard here uh, for. I don't even know. He's currently seventeenth in the league. I don't think he's going to make it um, to to that to basically uh, recuperate the amount of points that it'll take to to win MVP. Right. <laughs> you know, you just can't you can't stop Cedric De rizzo right now. I think he's he's on an absolute tear. He's scoring almost once a game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's almost unheard of. Uh, so that's, um, you know, I, yeah, like I said earlier, they're probably going to pad their stats for the next little bit, but, you know, I think even once, uh, once we get into games against Charltown and uh, when they start playing against Moncton, when they start playing against St. John, you know, when they start playing against Bathurst, he's going to continue his play. Uh, he's, he's just, uh, he's unstoppable right now. Uh, and that's—I don't see it coming to an end. I didn't—I didn't see this coming. No. Nope. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, unless you're a loyal Islanders listener, you—you uh, you may have predicted this, but this is what he's doing right now is—is is ridiculous.
1: Well, we—I mean, we talked about them scoring by committee, and we had Thomas Casey and Brett Budgel, mm-hmm. but we also had them acquiring, going out and having to acquire a top-level player. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Um, you know, I questioned them right after the deadline. Say what you will about the competition, and you only play who you're given. Um, And I don't think it would change all that much if they were playing Moncton, Bathurst, St. John. I mean, St. John and Bathurst might be a few tougher games. Mm-hmm. Moncton played them tough a few times, but just kind of ran into a wall. Um, But it, they're proven that they don't need that superstar. They've got that one line, and they've mm-hmm. got good depth. I mean, Luca Cormier is fourth in scoring in, in the league, so... Um, I just know I should, I should have vetted this to see when the last time there was a goalie that was MVP or if there ever was a goaltender that was MVP because it
0: reapel. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, something tells me he won league MVP, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's been a, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's maybe me just thinking he won defensive player of the year or goaltender of the year, but, uh, yeah, I am sure he won a uh, MVP award. Um, but yeah, like uh, I mean, there's no other defenseman I think right now. Like Louis Cormier, uh, I think it was John- Jonathan that picked him to win the uh, top defenseman of the year. Yeah. Uh, I had Spence, uh, knowing full well that he would be treated he treated traded uh, to a uh, to a contender where he would you know <laughs> pad his stats. And I went back
1: uh, and listened, and all of us were like, "Yeah, he'll be traded," you know. He could probably stay in division. He might stay in division thinking that he was gonna go to the the island.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was I mean here we go. Michel Brier trophy for most uh It's one of those things like is age it age not found. Oh thanks a lot, QMJHL. <laughs> is
1: the MVP is it the guy who scores the most goals on the best team, or is it the guy who it should be the guy who's most valuable to his his team? And right now I mean The Islanders might even be a victim of their own success because who's the most valuable to that team? Mm -hmm. The guy putting the puck in the net at a goal a game or the guy that's unbeatable, right? So, um, yeah, I was trying to see if there was a way to... Uh,
0: Yes, I fact myself correct. Look at that. Uh, 2003-2004. uh, Nicola Riepel was awarded the Jacques Plante Memorial Trophy for having the lowest goals against average in the league and the Michelle Brier Memorial Trophy as player of the year. Uh hey, there could have been a another goalie since that? Yeah. Um but uh, I th- I think, you know, uh I think
1: So if if that's somewhat accurate, oh three oh four, that's still a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. Do you know. And we'll we'll talk to our guest in this uh in a little bit about this this situation, but Uh, You know, it's time to start putting Colton Ellis
0: in the MVP conversation, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yes, in fact, he was, uh, Nicola Ripel was the last goaltender uh, to win uh, QMJHL Player of the Year.
1: Wow, I'm good, man.
0: (laughs) Jeez. uh, You are.
1: Let's end that segment. Let's end that segment on a high note.
0: News and notes from around the queue.
1: All right, so again, four cities will now host the sixth protective environment in Quebec from March 19th to the 25th. It'll be Valdor, Victoriaville, Drummondville, and Sherbrooke. Uh, the big news close to home, no new cases in New Brunswick. Uh, we're getting somewhat closer to QMGHL hockey here in this province. How close is still to be determined, but if you look at the Q schedule, which I can't remember if it was two weeks ago or, or the first show after the Christmas deadline, uh, the first game is supposed to be March 3rd. It has now moved back to March 16th at home versus Bathurst. So, you know, that's probably more plausible, which I believe you said middle of March is when we were looking at hockey in one of our in one of our shows. Yeah. We won't be there, I don't think.
0: I can't see it, but they will be playing. I'll be there. <laughs> hey, screw this government, man. Like, I'm sorry, okay? I know we're not supposed to take this show political. But the fact that these three teams, three New Brunswick teams, are not playing is an absolute freaking joke. Uh, yeah, so you know, you know, you know. It's it's uh, the fact that every zone in New Brunswick, except for Zone Seven, every zone right now should be yellow. There's no reason why these zones should not be yellow. Mm-hmm. I'm not a COVID denier. Okay, I think, I know it's real. Uh, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying it's a hoax. I know there's variants out there that are you know more contagious but you have to look at the facts right now and literally wonder what the hell this government is doing you know there's there's nothing nothing was official but you know we heard from multiple sources that all three new Brunswick teams were doing a 14-day confinement yeah um Bathurst St. John and Moncton with the anticipation of them going to Nova Scotia next week to play a bunch of games against the Islanders, the Mooseheads, and the Eagles. Yep. So that's not happening anymore. Why? Because the New Brunswick government, despite the fact that these teams will be literally only going from the hotel, probably an attached hotel to the Scotia Bank, Metro Center, whatever it's called, to the Rink and back. They still want the one of these teams to quarantine for 14 days after getting back to New Brunswick, which I think is stupid. Um, so that's not happening. So now we got to wait till after March break, when hopefully the province can go to yellow. Um, but you have in Nova Scotia, you have the Eagles, Mooseheads, all playing hockey right now. Islanders playing hockey right now. They only have one case on PEI. Great job. You guys have been probably one of the better provinces, probably the best province yeah. uh, throughout the entire pandemic. Yeah. You look at Nova Scotia right now and the Mooseheads. So the Mooseheads obviously are from Halifax, but they're in the central zone of you know, the Nova Scotia COVID dashboard, where the central zone currently has 12 cases. And then you go to the Eastern Zone, which would be home with the Cape Breton Eagles, where they currently have three cases. So you have those, what's that, 12 plus three, 15. Okay, 15 cases. And if you add up Moncton, St. John, and Bathurst right now, can you tell me how many cases are in these three zones? 11. Six, <laughs> seven, six here, one in St. John, one in Bathurst. Eight. Eight cases. In but, the three zones but, for Jeremy, the New Brunswick Q teams. And we cannot get these players on the ice to play a game. But but what about the variant? Oh, my God. The variant. Oh, variant. yes. Like, what's next? There's going to be a, a, a friggin' variant that's going to develop only on the island. Right? And it's going to be called <laughs> the potato variant. <laughs> then there's going to be one in Nova Scotia that's called the friggin' blue nose variant. And we're going to have one here in, in, in New, New Brunswick that's going to be called the cayuche variant. All right? <laughs> so... Yes, I know these are more contagious. I know they spread more. Yep. Nova Scotia had a variant cases in early in sorry late December. Has that affected them? Nope. No. Has it affected us? Maybe up in Edmonton because Edmonton had a confirmed varied case. Maybe that's where you know how they got into the you know what's going on up there right now. But. The fact that they were able to go orange when they still had 90 cases. It tells you that everything up there was contained. It was either in a long-term care home and these residents were not, you know, they were isolated in their rooms. I I just don't understand. And it's, it's, it irritates me. frustrates me that these teams can't play right now. Uh, and look, there's probably going to be some some you know minor hockey moms and dads out there that you know might not be too happy with this rant because why should these Q teams play when my son or my daughter can't? Well, your son and daughter aren't getting tested multiple times a week. Yeah. Right. These Q and QMJHL teams have protocols in place that keep themselves, the public, the fans, the coaching staff, and everybody that goes around that organization safe. They don't go to school. They're learning from the rink. It's 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 just an absolute joke that these New Brunswick teams in the queue cannot play right now. Um, and look, I get it. You're concerned. You don't want outbreaks anymore. Fortunately, vaccines are here. They're getting into people's arms. But these players have something to play for. I'm not saying your son or your daughter doesn't have something to play for, right? You grow up with the same dream. But if you look at minor hockey, and if you get, you look at the little Timbits parade that we have every week, every year at the Avenir Center or the Coliseum, and you're skating around on, this, on the Friday night or the Saturday night or the Sunday afternoon, whatever it was, of all those kids, maybe one, or 2 will make the queue. But these play like these these teenagers, these grown men have something to play for. They're chasing their dream and they're being held hostage by the government. I saw a tweet today from Logan Delaney of Eastlink TV and he he pretty much said it best. He said hard to believe the New Brunswick junior teams players returned following Christmas will have to be at least 10 weeks without playing a game. Give these kids credit for being resilient. I would have packed it in long ago. I agree.
1: Yeah, that's, I, why, I tw- that's why I replied to it.
0: I agree. I would have packed it in long ago. I would have said, you know what? Screw this. When you want me to come back, I'll go home. I am going to spend time with my family. When it's time to go, you call me and I'll come back. Yeah. Fortunately for the Wildcats, I can't speak for Bathurst. I can't speak for St. John. But the Wildcats are doing everything they can to keep these players engaged. They had a paint night. They did a skills competition where we, we learned all about Francis Langlois' farm, which <laughs> I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, but, yeah, like, these kids have the most I, – I don't know. They're just – they're so mentally tough.
1: Yeah, because um, you can only practice so long. Right. And whether you're playing three-on-three
0: three or five-on-five, five, you can only like, – and you're playing against the same. You're going up against the same guys every, and the, you want to hit somebody, yeah. But you don't want to hurt you. don't want to hurt your own teammate, right? And I because think, the guy you're bringing in probably has to wait two weeks to exactly. get on the exactly. And that's and what's so frustrating is that you just you you want these players to play. They're here to play, and I sh- I'm sure
1: it's the same with the other three teams. Yeah. They're
0: tired of playing
1: K Breton, Halifax and the Islanders over and over. Like, right? They want to play other teams,
0: and these quarantines are so ridiculous. Uh, God forbid that you go to Nova Scotia where there's, you know, I, I just, I, I know I just, about two minutes ago, I said how there's less active cases in the three zones here than there is there, yep. but God forbid the chances of you catching COVID in Nova Scotia right now, you're probably more up to get struck by lightning. Like well, this is just, just, I'm sorry. I'm sure I like kids... to go on a rant sometimes yeah, yeah. and sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. This rant pertains to the podcast. It's fine. And
1: you know what? These kids probably go to Costco with their billet parents or their billet parents go to Costco, but they can't go they can- play hot. They're, they're probably the
0: safest group. They are the safest group. It's like, I don't know. I haven't, I don't talk. Like we don't, we don't talk to the players, right? We don't no. know how many times they've been tested, but I'm sure they've been tested. I I got to believe they get tested every time they walk in that rink. Like, for practice <sighs> they're this it's the safest hockey teams like i can't speak for junior a i'm sure their protocols are, are similar yeah but my god like i just i can't believe that we're not able to play hockey right now um and it's it's such a stretch and it's got to be you know you have players that it's in their draft year and they're missing opportunities and like, is there even going to be a Memorial Cup? Like, are we still going to be playing a regular season games at the Avenir Center in June? Am I finally, am I able to, am I, might will I finally be at a, at a Wildcats game on my birthday in the middle of May? <laughs> like, I would, Yeah, I probably. Would, I was never able to say that. Maybe if we went to the Memorial Cup, but yeah. the Memorial Cup doesn't start in the middle of May. It's usually the week after. Yeah. Like, if I'm sitting at the Avenir Center this year on my birthday, you can know damn well I'm getting so drunk. <laughs> and, I'm so, okay, that's it. Like, Let's get Aiden, Aiden on the phone here and talk Charlottetown Islanders.
1: Alright, one more <laughs> <laughs> one more bit of news. Uh, Neil's, Neil's article last week, he kind of laid out what the play mat, playoff format could be. Um, it could change, obviously, as so many things are changing. Uh, 18 teams will make playoffs to everyone using points percentage. Uh, the length of the first three rounds will be determined by April 1st. Uh, top two teams from each division will get buys. The remaining four would play. So the Titan and the Islanders will get a buy. St. John and Mooseheads would play. Moncton would play the Eagles. um, And, of course, that could change once we actually start playing hockey games. Uh, Round three, the Quebec teams will cross over. There will be a Maritime final. Round four would be the each division winner in a round-robin style. And then the two with the best records go on to the QMJHL final. Where they go after that, no one really knows. But, again, so much can change in that time. But, uh, you know what, Let's, uh, let's get a view from the other bench while Jeremy calms down.
0: View from the other bench.
1: All right, well, it's time to bring this back. Uh, we haven't done it for a while. Um, well, there's no wildcats hockey, so why not get a view from the other bench, right? Uh, we have some maritime hockey going on as the Islanders are playing the Mooseheads and the Eagles. Round and round and round. Uh, seems like almost every night. So uh, their moose and the Eagles are playing tonight. So we figured, why not have a chat with the director of sales and communication, as well as the man behind one of the best social media accounts in the league and. Well, one of two wrestling super fans I know, uh, Mr. Aiden Northcott. Mr. Northcott, how are you?
2: Pretty good. I really, really like that intro. That was <laughs> that was lofty. <laughs> that's
1: that's what I do. I'm all about that. Uh, thanks for joining us. I guess first question, um, you know, how fun is it to be an Islanders fan right now?
2: <laughs> Pretty fun to be. We'd love to have more fans in the building to actually see uh, the product on the ice, but it's. Uh, it's for those watching from home
0: man it's it's unreal it's a good time to be a fan i have uh, i haven't been to the uh, east League center in a while but the uh, the joke i always just make when i go to the east League center is uh i used to always get my hand stamped when i went to the when i had to go to the Mezzadine. is that still happened down there
2: yeah, well, not, not right this year because of COVID, but, but in a normal year, yes.
0: The I, I, only reason why I ask is there's going to be a few people listening to this show uh, tomorrow or sometime during, later in the week that are just absolutely going to crack up laughing when they, uh, <laughs> when they hear that. So I just thought I'd, I'd throw that out. Uh, but yeah, we, we talked earlier about uh, just the ridiculous season that uh, that said money's having. Uh, I mean, over goal, goal of the game, did you see this happening
2: um, as a fan, no, uh, we, we knew that he kind of, he was going to have this good year. And I remember actually when I first saw, I mean, everybody is always like was saying everyone's always in the best shape of life heading into training camp. Um, I remember the first time when I saw Cedric, uh, when he got out of quarantine and I looked at him and I was like, my God, that guy is in the best shape of his life. Um, we, it was one of those, like, okay, like, he's going to have a good season. He ended off last season really strong. And then when he got on the ice, the first thing that we heard from the coaches was, he's going to have an incredible season. Like, they could just see it when he was on the ice. Like, this is a different player than what was here last year. Uh, more looking – more like the guy who finished the season last year, like, really strong. But, like, that and a little bit more. He was – we kind of, like, so once we kind of saw him in practice when we, when it was the first preseason game that he actually played in and it was against Moncton. He was just he was on another level. I remember texting somebody and being like, he, like he's, he's looking amazing. He looks in midseason form. So going into the season it was kind of like, oh like this is, this, is, this is amazing. This, he's gonna be really good. but I don't think if he'd have said like at the end of August, like before everything started, is, is he going to be on this level? I don't think anybody would have said, even, even as Trina Kim went on, I don't think anybody would have
1: guessed that it was going to be at this kind of level. Uh, We talked a little bit about, um, you know, early in our preseason shows, uh, we had the guy Jonathan from, from Bathurst on and we all kind of picked Jacob Pelche to be the MVP. And, you know, I just brought up in our quick question, is it time to start talking about Colton Ellis in the MVP conversation? He's 15 to one. Um, He can't be at fault for the teams you're playing, you know, when do you start the the social media hype on getting this guy in the MVP conversation? Because, I mean, it's been a what o three o four since we had a, a goalie as an MVP. You know, you see him day in and day out. Uh, you know, we all knew what Colton Ellis could be, but does, when do you start that Colton for MVP?
2: I mean, I was just said it's funny that you say MVP because I was even just saying like two like a couple of days ago we were just talking about it. I'm like oh, yeah, I have better set the campaign for goaltender of the year because like. He was just, there was nobody on that level that I've seen. And I mean, I'm saying that as somebody who's watching right now, three teams, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's incredible to see him in net. One thing that I've noticed from Colton more this year than I've seen from the goalies. And obviously we've seen, I've seen my fair share of like decent goaltending from Matt Welsh in the years past, but when Colton is in the net, like he just looks so calm. I was Laughing in the office uh, just before our second half season got underway, I was making our second half video that we air in building, and I went. I got to Colt Nellis's part in the video, and I'm like, I'm going through, and I'm like, I'm struggling to find not only just big saves, but like highlights for Colt. <laughs> and I quickly realized why that was. It's not that he's not a bad, a good goalie, or that he's not making highlight real saves. It's that he doesn't have to. He's always in position. He, he's always composed. He's the kind of goalie that he's not going to make a flashy save because he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. Most flashy saves are guys who are out of position, who are like sprawling across the to make a big save because he was let down by his defense or anything like that. He, he's not had to do that. It's it's incredible to watch him in that. He's easily, and I, and I say this with all of the respect in the world, Matt Welsh, his performance this year is like one of the best that I've seen in my time with the team and with covering the team. And I think that's like really high praise, not just for Colton but for Matt as well. To be to be able to like say that this kind of performance is better than we than
1: we've ever seen. It's not the worst goalie drop off you could have, I would assume, going from Matt Wells to a <laughs> no. to a Colton Ellis. Um, so I had talked after the post uh, trade deadline show that I was a little bit disappointed that Charlottetown didn't go out and and give up this year's first to get that superstar player. And I know you had a, a tweet. I was trying to find it while you were talking there. That you know this is how teams stay competitive. They they kind of go all in, but they don't give up that first, and they they compete and they still have the the draft capital. Um, obviously, the team's done well to prove me wrong. Um, just talk about the guys that were that were brought in. I mean, Patrick Gay, Bailey Peach. Just you know, I, I thought maybe they needed the superstar. They're clearly proving me wrong as they're on a. I mean, they're on an unbelievable run right now. I'll just talk about those guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll actually start with the back end. just It's a little little bit easier, a little more clear and cut with a guy that like that you guys know fairly well, Sean Stewart. Yep. He, you know, him and and Virtue bring a lot of the exhausting credentials in that they're a uh, bit of a tougher customers, um, guys who are going to be very defensively responsible, and help out in that, like, kind of more of a depth role, and they've done that to a T so far. They've been good to watch. Sean Stewart, I remember, when things were starting to get a little more intense as the series with uh, Cape Breton and, uh, or sorry, Cape Breton Halifax kind of wore on early in this part. He was the guy who went out and set the tone fairly early on with a fight against Liam Payton, Uh, just kind of more of a okay, things are getting intense. Let's bang this out right off, like off the get go. And it wasn't like 20 seconds in and they, they had a great, great tilt. He's been uh, really, really good on the ice in that sense in terms of, Being that defensive presence, the guy who brings a little bit of grit, a little bit of sandpaper to the lineup. And Braden, I think for us, being, you know, him being in Gatineau and then Quebec before that, there wasn't a whole lot known about him. Um, I know in speaking with obviously the biggest Gatineau fan, I'm sure we all know, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and reading stuff with him, it sounded like the the fans are fairly disappointed that they had to move him, They, they found themselves in this position where. They had a little bit of an excess defensive defenseman, and he uh, unfortunately drew the short end of the like, short straw. So, but they were, they were disappointed that he had to be the guy. And I, I see why. He's a very, very smooth skater on the back end. He can move the puck fairly well, and, and he has a little bit of that, like I said, that grit and that sandpaper that you want out of your bottom pair indeed. So he's been a really good addition so far as well. Up front, you mentioned you know, Patrick Gay and Bailey Peach. Um, they've clicked really, really quickly. And obviously they've connected that on that Sherbrooke chemistry they had before. Um, the biggest thing you see from, from Bailey is like, he's not afraid to go into the corners. He's the kind of forward that is able to make, to make moves, but also isn't afraid to knock and grind uh, and, and, you know, dig the puck out, and get it to get it to his linemates. And it's really good because he's right now, he's been playing on a line with, with the two Patrick's with Patrick Gay and Patrick LeBlanc, And, those guys have enough skill that they can make things happen on their own, um, and he's making it happen for them. With Patrick Gay, it's you know one thing you see. I mentioned skill is that undeniable skill. He's so smart with the puck. He's so good with his feet. He knows where to, you know, where to put himself to be in position for plays, and also how to be creative and, and put and when he has the puck on his stick make plays happen for him. He's been an absolute treat to watch. And I think fans are going to be really excited seeing this guy, not just this season, but for the, hopefully the next few years, unless, you know, he gets signed to a pro deal after his 19 year old season. But, you know, those are kind of the moves that, that Jim has made to to really increase the longevity of this team. They, you know, we have our, we have six picks in the first six round. We have one pick per, per round in this upcoming draft. And yet, we're the only players, not to say only because of how big they've been, are Thomas Casey, Cedric DeRusso, and Colton Ellis. Otherwise, we're returning Lucas Cormier, we're returning Noah Lowen, Brett Budgel, Bailey Peach, Patrick Gay, like the core, Will Trudeau, Oscar Flandowski. This core is coming back next year, and it's going to be, you know, you're seeing that kind of sustained, hopefully, sustained, sustained success. Over the next few years, uh, based on these moves that uh, Jim made over the trading period,
1: so it was it was kind of it was a concentrated effort to keep that one, knowing you're going to have uh, a lot of guys coming back, and you can make kind of make a run when we maybe know what the season is going to be next year, instead of pushing everything in when you don't know if there's going to be a President's Cup, you don't know if there's going to be a Memorial Cup.
2: Exactly, I think I think when you look at the moves that some of these teams made, you look at the, you know, I don't want to throw teams under the bus necessarily here but you look at the moves Valdor made, made really really aggressive move to go all in and get this big core of guys for this year's round and you don't even know what the end of the season is going to look like and yep. you know that's the unfortunate truth behind it even if you look at uh, teams like uh, like Val d'Or like Valdor, sorry Blaineville like going out and making the Breeze Guarantees deal or teams like Gatineau no, like those, te- those moves were made a little more with a little more future in mind where you know you're going to have like Ortiz back in Plainville, and you're going to have Bellavo back in in uh, Gatineau like they're a little more forward thinking but they're still like they paid big prices to get that as well so I I'm, I'm a little skeptical I'm a little concerned with what Valdoar did but I think when you look overall like I think the move this year with not knowing what's going on I think is to if you're gonna spend the assets this year, I think it should have been to do kind of what such not to grow, but like do it ourselves or do what Sherbrooke did or do what um, mm-hmm. do what Gatineau did to kind of give yourself more of a window. Right.
0: I'm still here, by the way. Uh, I was just you know <laughs> oh, letting Adam kind of you know take control. Uh, I know when you had you when we had you on last year, um, we asked you about uh, about Dakota lawn Cornish, and I forget who you. Uh, who you said it was but something about he would let uh you know he'd let him date his daughter or something like that i forget what, what exactly yeah. what, what exactly he
2: sure said that. right that's it i
0: don't know something about that um but let's talk about an, another uh Charlottetown islander that's uh, or i guess former Charlottetown islander that's uh now with the wildcats anthony hamel aka as you put it in august 2020 the most interesting player in the qmjhl <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, uh, the great nephew of NHL Hall of fam- Famer Denny Potvin. Um, what uh, as Moncton fans? Uh, I know they uh, you guys call him the Hammer. Um, what yep. uh, what should we expect from him as uh, uh, on and off the
2: ice? So I'll start with the off because that's where I'm most versed with Hammer. I'll be flat out honest and biased. I'm biased about this. Anthony was one of my favorite people. Like, on and off the ice. Loved Hammer. He is exactly what you want from a community person, especially in a bilingual community like Moncton. Uh, the first thing I did when I was chatting with Courtney about uh, kind of getting, when we, the, the Stuart first happened, I was like, hey, Courtney, I need the picture of Sean. I flipped the pictures of Anthony. I'm like, just so you know, like, send Anthony to all of your French speaking stuff. Like, if you have community events, if you have uh, this year with COVID, things like Zoom calls, uh, conference calls, whatever it might be, where you need a representative from the team, send Anthony. He is that kind of community person where he's just so good at whatever he does. I saw it from a few different angles because I was friends with his of family. So I I would see and I'd hear how he acted in his home life as well. And just like, it wasn't just, you know, that he was just living with the family, you, you know, he was part of their family. He was a great, great, great individual. Um, on the ice, what you're getting is fans are going to love him. Like, that's the kind of player that Anthony is. He is the throwback, the fenceman who is going to – he's 5'9", 120 pounds full of muscle. He's going to hit players hard. He's going to fight. He's going to do what fans want to see, especially from – a young team where you guys have a lot of young players in your lineup, he's going to be the guy that, you know, he might not win a few games, but he's going to drag your opponents into fights. He's that kind of defenseman. And he's just a natural leader. I, you know, I said, I think I said it to Courtney as well, Like, don't be surprised if he's wearing a letter as like next year. Cause he's, he's that kind of leader in the locker room as well. All the players always liked him. He was just universally liked by everybody. Uh, it's one. He's one of those ones where you're, you know, oh, it always sucks to, you know, to get to get. You have to give, and you don't want to see guys go. That is a hundred percent true with Anthony. It was, it was very much everyone like, this sucks, but it's a necessary evil.
0: I guess I'm excited to uh, to watch him play as long as you know. I, I don't know if he still has the the 2011 Subaru Impreza, but I guess as long <laughs> as he doesn't. Uh, Rev it under the the, the subway over an uh, overpass on Main Street by the rink, like all the Honda Civics. I'll be, uh, you know, he he'd be a good guy in my heart.
2: I heard I heard rumor that his, uh, his new billet, I guess, owns a uh, owns a deal like a, a car garage. And the minute I heard that. I'm like, oh, Anthony's better. he's never leaving Boston again. <laughs>
1: All right, we won't let uh, we won't take up too much of your time. Just one last uh, fun one: your thoughts on Elimination Chamber and the Miz cashing in his money in the bank.
2: Okay, I could be here way too long about that <laughs> because I have a lot of positive thoughts on it. Um, but I, I was saying to friends, uh, even as early as Friday, as late as Friday, I'm like, hot take. I'm like, Drew McIntyre doesn't leave Elimination Chamber with the title. I'm like, and I don't think that he wins it back at WrestleMania. I think this becomes it's, it's a right opinion for me it's, book it long. You have an opportunity here to have McIntyre but have lose his WrestleMania moment two years in a row with, with COVID with taking fans away and mm-hmm. with him being screwed of a title opportunity or mm-hmm. title shot at Mania and build it to two years time when you're in LA and you can have give him a huge mania moment. So that was my quick opinion on it. And I think Miz cashing in was perfect because it for those fans who would know, really harken back to uh to edge cashing in. Right after, like the first time after the uh, elimination chamber against Cena.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot that Edge cash. It's funny that Edge cashed in way back in the day and all these Edge moments, and now he's back. And I think he's challenging Roman. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, you're you're right. That's and that's going to be an awesome match too.
1: Yeah, it's back in back in Florida with some fans. So uh, I think it'll be. I think they're doing two nights again, which. I mean, last year was weird enough as it was in the in the performance center, but I like the two nights idea, and I think that's a smart smart move by them.
2: Well, I think especially this year when you can't have a full stadium and they're going to try and go with basically the Super Bowl's plan, yeah, you can now spread you know twenty five thousand tickets to fifty thousand tickets and hopefully make a little bit of money, a little bit of money in the process on the event.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, man, uh, thanks for spending your rare night off. Uh, as you're going almost every other night with us, uh, we appreciate all the insight, and uh, have a good season, man.
2: Thanks very much. Appreciate you having
1: me on. That was a good chat. Um, we haven't talked to – I mean, I guess fans can thank us for the uh, Thomas Casey bump as he was our – we had him on in the preseason. He's playing lights out hockey right now, so I guess
0: we did something, right? That's that's true, yeah. Usually we, we, do, we don't uh,
1: – <laughs> We don't always help Moncton, but somehow we help the other teams. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's – well, I mean – Right, we we can't we can't get players on our uh, on our podcast, right? Uh, we gotta gotta get gotta get permission for that, and uh, because you know it's all we're all we're gonna do is ask inappropriate questions, right? Uh, we never never gonna ask hockey questions with these players. So, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, um, th- thanks to Aiden for uh, for yeah. joining us, and uh, always nice to chat with him because you know he's 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 worth a good uh, he's worth a laugh and a half, yeah. and, uh, in a good way in a good way yeah, yeah. and uh knows' his wrestling and knows his players and he's our uh, our source on the island and uh yeah oh man I can't wait to get back on the island I missed the factory have you ever been in the factory before I have not it's very good hunters hunters on uh, hunters in the factory are kind of like right next to each other on yeah. Kent on Kent uh, Kent Street in Geraldtown and those were like my uh Man, I had a lot of drunk nights at Hunters. So let me tell you that. Um, but the factory wasn't uh, wasn't around when uh, when I was going to school there. So uh, yeah, but apparently the uh, it's a good spot, good good uh, good uh, good place to tear a groin and break a groin on the <laughs> dance floor. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up. <laughs> All right, let's get it. To- <laughs> Yeah, I'm
1: I will not lie, we, we've gone over a <laughs> few probably, times. You can probably edit out that B word that is it's <laughs> yeah. dropped on the show. Uh we we've gone a few times. Not uh not a you know, we gone we went over for a hockey game, spent the night, went to Granville Street Diner, came home. We haven't really spent the weekend there as much as we really should. Um so I can't wait for this bubble to to open up so we can go uh back out in adventures. But let's get to everybody's favorite part of the show.
0: Eric Murray Realty buy a house from him stick tap of the week all right so i know the past uh you know what you say couple months month and a half uh month and a half has been pretty tough uh, on our province here in terms of uh the covid um but uh you know more more specifically um everybody up in zone four uh he, it's been a tough uh know past uh past month has been tough uh, but um you know you've really clamped down and uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show, you, you you still had something like 90 cases and you got moved to Orange. So that just tells you, uh, you know, how, how bad you wanted it. And uh, so, yeah, finally, your, you know, your hockey teams and your sports uh, activities, your kids and your, uh, you know, your swimmers and your dancers and your, you name it. You're finally mm-hmm. able to go back out there and, uh, and do what you love to do. Uh, I know, uh, I can't imagine how, um, you know, how long that was for the, for, you know, for all the players and, you know, more specifically, you know, Edmonston Blizzard and, and Grand Falls Rapids. Uh, you know, we've got some, some prospects on, on both those teams and, uh, you know, having to sit out for, uh, for a month, more than a month uh, had to, had to suck. So, um, yeah, I just want to stick to, the, to everybody up in zone four. I uh, don't know if we have any listeners, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we do. And, uh, you know, just keep it going because, you know, like uh, like we said earlier, today zero cases and, uh, you know, you guys are up down, you guys are down to, I can't get my information up because this stupid computer <laughs> is driving me crazy. 66, so Mary Lemieux, uh, you know, hopefully by, uh, you know, the end of this week you're, you're in the 50s and, you know, by, uh, by next week you're in the 30s. So, hey, um, this should be all cleared up. Uh, we just got to hold our, you know, hold the fort. And uh, you know these uh, this seventy five that we see active will be down to single digits in no time. It's a grind, but everybody's got to keep working. To that's right. To Wear me. your mask. Wash your wash your hands. <laughs> wash <laughs> your hands. Or wash your hands. <laughs> the stick tap week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking
1: to buy or sell a home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. So with no hockey, there's no cat of the week. That goes without saying. But uh No no Cat
0: of the Week. Uh, Francis Langlois for the uh <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, that that's uh, I, I gotta I'm gonna do that one. You're gonna give him that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he was an award winner too or a nominee. Yeah, you got an education award. Yeah, Why? all right. I can't imagine how fun that guy would be to be around. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't seen that video, it's all over the Wildcat social media. Um, him and uh, Owen Stammer and I think it was Hamel. I think Hamel I think was so. the third one to chime in. I don't know. I
1: can't recognize their faces anymore. It's been too long. Got no like, idea what they look like,
0: but yeah, they they uh they did a pretty good job of like uh you know animal sounds and stuff, if you want to call that. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll give a cat of the week to that one to Francis Langlois for his his Animal Farm. All right, cat of the week,
1: <laughs> uh, Francis Langlois for his uh, Animal Farm and the Gervais Munger Award nominee for uh, I can't even uh, academic performance. There it is. So Francis Langlois is your Wildcast Wildcat of the week. Now I want to give a big congratulations to Steve Johnson on signing with the Wichita Thunder this past weekend, a friend of the show. And speaking of the Thunder, the Summerside sniper, Jeremy McKinney, he had 13 points in 11 games. Uh, He was called up to the Toronto Markleys, making his AHL debut on Sunday. Uh, Got his first assist on the fourth goal in Calgary against Stockton. I didn't see it. I believe it was on free, but I didn't realize it was on until I saw somebody else tweet about it. So uh, congratulations to him. Um, his, I mean, if, if Wichita was any, any, uh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say, if he plays like he did in Wichita, he's going to get, once he gets one, they're just going to roll in and Mm. it's, we've seen him many times do that. Uh, so congratulations to both those guys, uh, you know, moving on, uh, that'll do it for this week. Thanks to everyone for downloading, joining us. Big thanks to Aiden for joining us tonight to chat about the Islanders. We will be back in a couple weeks. Maybe that show will have some hockey um it might have some mass singer we'll have a few uh hell's kitchen maybe some you know it might just be a pop culture show uh who knows uh but you know what maybe we'll be back next week we we just don't have any idea just uh follow us along on the old twitter and we'll let you know when we're having a show stay safe wash your hands wear a mask do what you can
0: (laughs) chat soon Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.